hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hi guys, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. Now brought to you by Lodge Industries. Lodge Industries supplanting a town near you soon. We want to apologize for any disparaging remarks we made about Hiram Land. It was all in good jest, and we think it'll do great things. Hiram Lodge is a wonderful boss, and we thank him for purchasing this podcast and everything else you know and love. Hi, my name is John. And my name is Caitlin. So how do we how do we do this? How do we do this podcast? It's been a while. It's been a while. We've been on hiatus. Exactly. I think um, we should start with some... (laughs) We should start with some iTunes reviews. Yeah, do we want to do that before we talk about the episode? I guess we yeah, do. Yeah, we always yeah. talk about it before we talk about the episode. I don't know, John, we haven't been doing this for that long. Just kidding, it's been a long it's time. It's been over a year. Stella is now in John's lap and being really cute, and you guys can't see it. Though a lot of people do comment on her in these iTunes reviews, which I think is incredibly sweet. Great. Riverdale. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Riverdale. Five stars. This is a name that Stella is clapping for you. This name, I think they just typed in any random letters, but I'm going to try to pronounce it. I hope this is like one of our Thank you for the review. Five stars. I love it. It is the best. I love the Betty impression. You are so great. That's like so sweet that I do wonder if this is our friend. Why can't you assume fans love your Betty impression? I don't. Well, I ever love my Betty impressions. Somebody wrote something really funny in here that I won't spoil. Do you want to read the next one? This is yeah. actually, I have to say, okay, just to just say this about this review. This is very kind to me, but I felt an overwhelming urge to stand up for you. <laughs> okay. Give me. Okay. Okay. Passing okay. okay. the laptop. Kendra underscore Winterfeld uh, gave us three stars. Says entertaining show. Started listening to this show from the beginning, and it's fun, except I really, really hate how John talks to Caitlin. <gasps> he talks down to her and often only asks for her opinion to pick it apart and insult her. Damn. Listen to chapter two versus how he talks to the male guest host in chapter seven to see what I mean. It's cringeworthy and so upsetting on her behalf. You deserve to be treated with respect, Caitlin. Now, John, I did obviously write this review as a <laughs> passive-aggressive way to talk about our friendship. Now, I don't think that's true. It's a little, I... It's a little true? No, no, it's it's that, I don't think I was as tough on Brad as I should have been when I had him as the guest host. Well, I think that... Like, at, like nice. as I thought back on that, he said some stuff, I'm like, oh, I wish I'd, like, actually... So, no, because, like, like he, has, like, he, had, he had a comment where it was, um, I don't like that Val isn't the only black person in town, and I didn't, I should have... That isn't? That right. she isn't? Yeah. I don't think I listened to that episode. <laughs> you, I know you didn't. Oh, God. Okay, but I'm sorry. But I, I really, um, I think I should have, I should have been less partial to him, because that was not a good comment to make. Well, I uh, think that, to be fair, you are always nicer, or not nicer, but you are always on better behavior, not you, but the universal you, on better behavior with somebody who is a guest on your show, as opposed to somebody that you regularly banter with. Yeah. Yeah. Am I, am I, do I put I you down? Do I talk down to you? I think it's part of the shtick. I think in real life, we're very nice to each other. I mean, well, you guys actually, this, I say you guys, so I'm thinking about our um, recent Twitter group chat over, like, my love of the Cheesecake Factory and stuff like that. Like, that you could be nicer about. 
but like I mean it's cheesecake factory yeah like there's certain things like it's last time I went there I had a burrito that could feed a small village of 14 I know just for me all right what are you gonna get tomorrow I don't know Okay. Listen, I'm looking forward to getting a pizza after this today. That sounds nice. And eating it all. I already ate myself. a pizza today. For some reason, I want to eat a lot of carbs right now. Are you tired? Always. Yeah, that's why. But yeah, no, I don't think you're mean to me. I am. I have to say, though, in Kendra, not in Kendra's, well, like. Please. Thank you, Kendra, for standing up for women. Um, like, I totally respect that you think that is a thing. But, and I respect that you opinions and i respect that you said that i deserve to be treated with respect because that's kind i caitlin i love and respect all of your opinions thank you i think it's just that's kind of our thing at this point imagine if kendra winterfeld because it has so many of the same letters as caitlin riley was just like an um what is it like a scrambled version of my name it's an anagram yeah an anagram that was what i was looking for it's not but that would be funny and then like i would have to like i would solicit like an apology from you but, like, under the guise that, like... You played me like a violin. I know. Exactly. So is it my turn now? <laughs> it's your turn now. Okay. It's so good, I don't mind the tangents. Aw, thank you, Annabeth Watson. Cool name. Both... I have a lot of cool names. is my favorite. I thoroughly enjoy listening to John and Caitlin over my breakfast to tie me over till the next episode. Great analysis, first class banter. Aw. I don't even mind the random tangents. I've taken to adding Veronica Mars to my watch next list, among others. It worked! Yes, it worked! This is actually secretly a Veronica Mars podcast. Caitlin, that Betty impression kills me every time. Is either spot on or horribly wrong, but either way, I'm on the effort. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. John, great giggle. Look, he just did it for you. Yes. I'm continually impressed with your breadth of knowledge about film, TV, pop culture. Stella, the most adorable dog. Side note, wondering if you two are aware of the Sprouse Heart theories in the Riverdale fandom. Cheers from Scotland. Oh, Yes. We're aware. Wait, you should have been reading that all in the Scottish accent. Oh, I can't. I, I, it's the Betty accent, I can do. The Scottish is hard. I'm really not good at accents. But that's very sweet. Thank you so much. What do you think about uh, Sprouse Heart? Oh, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they're dating. I mean, you've seen pictures of them, like, on vacations, like, holding hands. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, like, obvious that they're dating. I think that both of them, especially Lily Reinhardt, are, like, pretty private. Yeah. Like, she's pretty open. She's also been open about, like, having social anxiety, so I can imagine that it would be difficult for her to feel like, you know, you're in a relationship with somebody. That can also be, you know, hard when, like, the entire world is watching you. Mm-hmm. So I think that the reason they haven't publicly confirmed it is probably because it's only going to make things... People are only going to ask them about it more. People are only going to, like, want more pictures of them if it's confirmed. Though people also, you know, love talking about it when it's not confirmed, too. So. Do you see the Cosmopolitan thing where they photoshopped uh, Louis Reinhardt and Camille Mendes? And, like, no. the girls called them out on their Instagram? Oh, you mean photoshopped, like, the... It made them skinnier. It wasn't... I don't think it was um, the American Cosmo. I think it was, like, Cosmo Indonesia or something. Interesting. That makes sense. I have, so, yeah, it's hard because with, like, magazine covers and things like that, obviously, you want people to be depicted as well and accurately as possible, but at the same time, it's, like, it is a magazine cover, so even if they're not being photoshopped, they might as well be photoshopped. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like those things are never real. (laughs) 
And it's, like, kind of, like, it's so hard to achieve any, like, authenticity. So it is disappointing when, you know, suddenly, mm-hmm. like, 20 pounds are shaved off of, like, somebody who, like, didn't even... Or, like, a rib is removed. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. I don't really remember what my point was. Basically, like, it's expected, but upsetting. Uh, what are we on now? Seriously Amazing by Swag 59 I literally just started it on Monday, and now by wow. today, Friday, <laughs> I am all caught up and can't wait for the next podcast. I'm, I'm sorry you had to listen to that much of us in such a short time period. This is the first podcast I ever listened to Aww. since I figured I never liked them, but they make me want to listen to more. Their tangents about random other stuff make me want to watch other shows that I haven't already but it's great when I agree about amazing shows with them like PLL, 13 Reasons Why, Gossip Girl, and so many more. Their theories make my day, especially when you're two seasons in the show, listen to the first podcast, and they predict the future. Yay. Sorry, but if a tangent about how sorry, but if a tangent about how much they are amazing, listen to them. This is like the best review ever. I know. Oh my God. And I didn't even write this one. Elswag loves us. Thank you, Elswag. Thank you so much. I hope that you don't listen to more podcasts and realize that we're so far. Except for the iZombie podcast. Yes, we (laughs) we really have to talk about that. Should we save that for later or do that off the top? Let's do it now. Okay. Caitlin, it's time for a shameless plug. So, if you guys are looking for a new podcast to listen to, highly recommend the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Don't you dare go to any other kind of iZombie podcast because they are liars. Yes. They're all lesser than the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Which is the full title of it. Um, personally, I am not caught up yet on the new season of iZombie. I've just been super busy and I'm so ready for it. It's so cool. They flip the entire premise I on know. its head. It's I like, legit, I love this show. And if you like Veronica Mars, yes, it's, it's very right similar. up your alley. Highly, yeah, highly recommend it. Some fun facts about iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. They were the first iZombie podcast, started about six months before the show premiered. It was actually a graphic novel from, I think... It's a comic series. It's a comic series. Yes. You know that better than I do. Okay, cool. Oh, I can tell you all about it. And they actually regularly have guests from the show on, which is, like, fucking awesome. Oh, I dream of that. Rob Thomas oh. of Veronica Mars fame. You know what would be so cool? If they could get Rob Thomas, the show owner, and Rob Thomas, the musician, I in know. the same... And also somebody that you you met once. Oh, Rahul Kohli? Yeah. Yeah. John has a photo with him. It's on his Instagram. And everyone's bae, Robert Buckley. Oh. I've decided that I... I think the first time I ever met you, John, was I talked about how much I didn't like Major on iZombie. Like, I think, like, our very first <laughs> And I defended him. And you defended him. And now I get it. So thank you. It's beautiful. iZombiePodcast.com. They are also available on TV Time, the same app that we are available on, and that is how we became friends. So anyway, guys. <laughs> I'm not good at this. Just listen to them. It's really fun. Just do it. But like, finish this podcast. Finish this podcast as well, but like also. Then go listen to that. You know, if you're in an app, you can download it probably at the same time, I think. Right? That's just, crazy. That's so amazing. Yeah. Multitasking is really the way of the future. So speaking of multitasking, nothing. Um, <laughs> Great segue. A plus. A plus segue. So this episode is called, uh, what chapter number is I it? I think it's 27, but I could be really wrong. It is chapter 27. Oh, the yes. hills have eyes. So um, it has nothing to do with the weekend song, but this was actually a Wes Craven film. I'm sure everyone's heard of it, though they probably know the um, the modern version. Not the modern version. The, they did a remake, right? The remake. I don't know. The, the modern version. 
the 2006 film, but let's first talk about the 1977. Let's do it. Yes, an exploitation horror film. It is basically about a family who goes on vacation, sort of road trip to the desert. Um, Love road trips to the desert. It's my favorite vacation destination. Yes, and they are basically, they encounter cannibals, savages, this whole bunch (laughs) of fucking shit. That happens. Um, I kind of forget what happens in this movie. I just know that it's really fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. basically, it's just, you it's know. the man. It's Wes Craven. I mean, Wes it's Wes Craven, no who last... directed Scream, which is the reason we're even here in the first place. Oh, my God. That's the reason I was born. Um, what? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Oh, my God. Let me see if there's any... Did you know that the 2006 version was actually NC-17? No. Because I was 12. You were 12. So I wasn't going to be able to watch it. Do you know Amelia D. Raven was in this movie? I know that name. Where do I know that name She's from? She's on Once Upon a Time, which just returned from hiatus. Oh, she's, she's Claire from Lost. Say it again. Claire. Claire. She's also Australian in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, well, I think no she's... No one else is... Oh, really? I thought she was trying to cover up her accent in, like, the three episodes I watched. No. And it was just terrible. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think she's capable of doing other accents. She is, because I saw her in that movie Remember Me, and she has a normal accent. Not normal, I'm sorry, that's wrong. American accent. Oh my god, Caitlin. I know, you're all offended. American is normal, and everyone else is another. <laughs> anyway. This episode was written by Ross Maxwell, who also did Chapter 5, Heart of Darkness, the one where we uh, had Jason's funeral, ser- or memorial service, and Chapter 16, The Watcher in the Woods, which is one where... Uh, Kevin is uh, cruising cruising in the woods. It was directed by David Katzenberg, who did Chapter 8, The Outsiders. And it's also John's dad. It what? Oh, no. <laughs> I just wouldn't it be funny. <laughs> directed by Kevin Pat. What? Right? Oh, my God. Dad. Shout out to John's dad. He listens to the show. I know. So where would you like to start? Um, let's, so I've been thinking about this actually. Today on my walk with Stella, I thought that I would like to start with the least significant thing first, and I think that is everything that happened with the Love Simon plot line. I, okay. I want to point out that I am so unbelievably excited to see Love Simon, and it has nothing to do with this episode of Riverdale. I have a small problem with oh, them putting God damn it. Oh, no. Love Simon into the show, which is that it immediately dates the show. Yeah, oh, for sure. And the kind of beauty of the show is that it seems to exist outside of time. In some ways, yes, and in some ways, no, because in some ways it feels like this is trying to be a modern adaptation of Archie with, like, the Instagram thing from the first season and the, um, just, like, certain things that are, like, oh, it's very much, like, we're trying to be, like, hip with the youths. Mm-hmm. Um... But Riverdale also feels saying. like someone just injected 2017, 2018 directly into the 1950s. Yes, that's very accurate. It also stretches our timeline up a little bit because doesn't Love Simon come out next week? It does actually. Unless there's like so a there's special... an extra there's an added week in there. They're actually ahead of us now in time. So I thought this was weird because I looked on like after watching Riverdale, this is like how advertising works. I was like, I do really want to see Love, Simon. When does that come out? They even um, have footage from the movie in the episode. I know. I was like, I do want to see Greg Berlanti is pleased. He is. He is. So Greg Berlanti, super producer, yeah. is obviously the one he who did, directed it. 
what he got to start i think on dawson's creek and yes. uh, and he does all the superhero shows he's doing great good he's, for him yeah greg berlanti is also going to make this really awesome show called you on lifetime or i hope it's an awesome show because the book is really good mm-hmm. uh with penn badgley from gossip girl and shay mitchell from pretty little liars it's going to be bananas it is like a the the scariest romantic horror ever I, okay. you know, reading it as a women, as a woman, reading <laughs> it as a woman, reading it as a woman was like, I, I don't want to spoil it, but basically it's about a guy who becomes obsessed with this girl who comes into his bookstore and chaos ensues. Men. Men. Speaking of men, Kevin wants to see the movie Love, Simon and invites Moose to go see it with him. He describes it as what, like a John's Hughes, John Hughes coming of age story, but about a gay teen. Yeah. So... So it really Kevin is just be a romantic for this. But Moose, uh, Moose uh, is like, oh yeah, and Midge could come with us. She knows everything about you and me. Yeah, so... She's cool with it. That was confusing, because that wasn't true, right? That was absolutely not true. Why would he say that? I don't know. I think he just wants to be friends with Kevin. Like, I get... Like, I... I don't... I thought that we were going to actually go for, like, a weirdly interesting plot line. <laughs> Like, where it's going to be, like, Midge, Midge is, like, like... Continually, Midge is just super cool about everything. Yeah, like, Midge is, like... Or, like, that Midge is not... Or, like, maybe Midge is gay, too. Or, like, something. You know what I mean? Like, like a thing that was not just a... Moose was lying. <laughs> yeah, she's cool about anything. Narrator. <laughs> she was not cool about everything. Uh, at the same time, uh, Mayor McCoy and Sheriff Keller aren't even really hiding their... Yeah, no. They're their shit. And so. apparently haven't been from Josie for Yeah, Josie's time. known. Uh, and she's like, you're going to make Dad upset. I'm I just going to call Josie's dad uh, Jazz McCoy. Jazz McCoy. <laughs> yeah, Jazz McCoy, not a really nice person. No, he sucks. He sucks. And I, I honestly thought he was already separated from well, Mayor McCoy. Never Her first here. name is Mayor, by the way, even if she's not the mayor. Yeah, Mayor McCoy. Forever. Um. But apparently he knows, and they're going to get a divorce. Yeah, that's appropriate. Josie's very sad. Probably should have gotten divorced because he was a dick and, like, never home. So, like, I feel a little worse for Kevin's mom, who is... She's serving overseas? Is she in the armed forces? Yeah. Damn, she sounds really cool. I'd love to meet her. (laughs) We don't know anything about her. I hope she's chill with her son's sexuality, too. I think she's probably chill with her son's sexuality, but not so chill with Sheriff Keller's sexuality. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Which is attracted to the mayor. Mm. And who sleeping isn't, with the mayor. I who mean, isn't attracted true. to the mayor? Good arms. Oh, my God. I have, I'm going to bar class solely because I want Mayor McCoy arms. How's just, that working out? I mean, I, I feel better, you know? Like, yeah. I've, just, I've been exercising a lot more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, I was going to invite you to go to, like, a spin class after this. But then I was like, what if I don't want to go? And then John will pressure me to go because I already committed to yeah. it. So that was literally my thought process. It's, I'm too tired. That's and good. No, I really good. just want to, it's raining. I don't want to do anything today. We'll go. We'll go another time. I'm wearing all sweats. I know. I noticed that, but I thought it was a look. Uh, so Kevin and Josie hang out at Pops and Kevin's like, I want to talk about the musical I'm directing. It's going to be an episode later in this season. What, what yes. are they doing? Um, carry the musical. Yeah, carry the musical. Uh, but she's like, actually, I have to tell you that our parents are having an affair. And she's like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he kind of confronts his dad about it. 
Uh, and Mayor McCoy has to confront Josie and be like, hey, so you just like, like I imploded our life, but you just imploded the Keller's life. And that should have been like a little bit up to Sheriff Keller. Yeah, it was not cool of Josie. Like I understand it because like it's not very nice. Of her mom to put her in this terrible position. But at the same time, like, it's kind of just mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Honestly, I think that if my parents would be in this position, I would be way worse than Josie, though. Like, I often think about that. Later, uh, Kevin's at the diner, and Midge and Moose show up. And Midge is like, you should eat with us. And Kevin's like, this is going to be super weird. This is when I thought the thruple thing was, like, real. But instead, she's just clearly in the dark on everything. She's like, Kevin, why are you dating anyone? There's a gay Fang. There's a gay Southside Serpent. He's like, I'm not dating anyone named Fangs. Uh, it's Cucumber Melon. Yeah. Um, I'm not, <laughs> he would date someone named Cucumber Melon. Yeah, but not Fangs. Honestly, though, like, if Joaquin, like, could just Why back, is the Serpent so much more open about gay people than the rest of town? Because they're just very chill about everything. They're very, like, they're a diverse group of Native Americans. Descendants? I don't know. I'm not really sure what's happening. <laughs> They're like vague, vaguely. I think they have Native American roots, the gang. Right, but are they but all? But they're not all Native American now because Jughead <laughs> is like the whitest kid in town. Yeah. There's a girl who I went to college with who is so white. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so, I am so white. So, like, whatever. So white. But, like, <clears throat> like, in, it's one thing to be, like, an ally for marginalized communities, which is important and we should all be. But, like, she is, like, jugheading it up sometimes where she's, like, like, she, she's, like, making jokes that are, like, like, I'm just, like, it's just, like, uncomfortable for everyone, really. It's just... Is she reveling in her whiteness? No, she's, like, doing the opposite. She's, like, I'm such an ally that I can, like, make jokes about how I'm only dating, like, Hispanic men and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, that's just, like, kind of problematic. You're not... I feel like, like, as a white person, you cannot decide how good of an ally you are. Right. I think that's, that's not up to you. Yeah. That's a very good way of putting it. Even if someone says you are one, you cannot repeat that... <laughs> They have to say that about you again. Yes. And you can't be like, I'm like such a good ally, you guys. I'm such a good ally. So the movie is Josie finds Kevin, who's still going to see Love, Simon alone. Although I... apparently all of town is showing up for this. I kind of wish the plot was it's an advanced screening. Because you're very annoyed by the week thing? Because, no, 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 no. Because it would explain why everyone's showing up for this exact showing of the movie. But, right, I, that's true. but I think they wouldn't do that because they want to imply all of these characters you love are willing to pay to right. see Love, Simon <laughs> in theaters opening weekend. And you should be too. Honestly, I already was. Like 150% already was. But yes, exactly. That is the point. So Josie offers to see Love, Simon with Kevin. Which would have solved a lot of problems considering <laughs> Kevin and Josie are friends. Yeah. Like you don't need to... Oh, I'm, I'm here for them being friends more often. Yeah. These are the two most marginalized characters in the show, and I, I want them to them. just be best friends. Much healthier for her to be friends with him than Cheryl. Yeah, a hundred percent. But also, where is Val? Oh, um, Aldrich she... Carbon. Aldrich Carbon. Yeah, yeah. She's a, um, she's a 
AI robot killing machine. She's literally the coolest person alive. On Altered Carbon now? No, just like in real life. Like, just the coolest With person. amazing hair? Amazing. Like, she's so cool. So. Like, I watch videos of her sometimes. Like, that sounded weird. You're right. That was weird. But, like, <laughs> like I watched a 17 video that was like eight minutes long. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, Hallie Law's in it? Okay. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. But I think that's the reason why the Pussycats broke up this year. Probably. Because they were missing one third. We need Melody back too. When's Melody getting her plot line? Listen, she had lines this season. No. <laughs> that was her big break. We need more. I wonder, like, I was about to say, like, wasn't there other members in the comics? But yeah, Veronica. I, oh, Veronica. Was Veronica, like, always a Josie and the Pussycat? No, I think just on occasion. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she sees, she clears the air with Kevin and goes to the movie together. Uh, by the way, a theme you're going to see a lot in this episode is clearing the air. Characters get into arguments, they get together, they clear, they clear the air, the air. <laughs> something else comes up. The whole episode. It's the weirdest episode. I love this episode. I, I liked parts of this episode, but Mostly, the more I think about the whole, I'm like, this is a weird mess. I loved the Dear Simon. Well, the Dear Simon. The, the Love Simon. Love Simon. Dear Simon First also. First name Love, last name Simon. Dear Simon could have been the name of the movie too. No, it's Love Simon. You can't name a kid Dear Simon. Because it's not Love Simon. <laughs> it's clearly Love Simon. Aww. So, so Josie and Kevin go to clear the air with their parents. So. And they're like, this is going to be awkward moving forward, but we got to move forward. So they move forward. And uh, honestly, really excited for the moving in episode. <laughs> they're going to be siblings. It's going to be great. Oh, I love that. I love when characters on TV shows who were not previously related become related like by marriage mm-hmm. and like become siblings and like that becomes like a thing. Right. Didn't that happen on Glee? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Like I love like Finn and Kurt. Yeah. God, that is so sad he's dead. It is so sad. Like it is so fucking sad. Corey Monteith, that is, he seemed like the greatest guy. I really did not like Finn on that show at first. And like, he was very dumb. He was very dumb. But like, I really... He like, was the Archie of that show. He was. I think that there's a pattern that I'm noticing. I don't like dumb men. That's fair. Yeah. No one should like dumb men. But like, oh, Corey Monteith's so sad. I, and honestly, I think about it a lot. Like, it makes me very sad. The um, We can move on. The other half of the Love, Simon plot, I titled, I honestly already thought Cheryl was bisexual. Yeah. That was confusing. Um, That was confusing. <laughs> So, who the fuck is Heather? <laughs> like, that was, like, my entire thought. I was like, Heather, like, they better show it. Heather better come in here. Like, Heather better be, like, super hot. And, like, <laughs> like that. Like, if we're not going to, like, if Tony and Cheryl are not going to kiss, like, at least let's, like, introduce yeah. Heather. Cheryl comes out of Love, Simon and is like, oh, my God, Love, Simon moved me so much. Of course that it I did. I have to reveal to you that I love a girl in middle school named <laughs> Heather. And she's gone now. Where is Heather? She's gone now. So, okay. It means she's gay, but also available. That's true. This is everything you wanted, Caitlin. I know. I know, but now I'm just really concerned about where is Heather. You did it. She's gay for Tony. (laughs) I know. I know. I just, should I relish in it? Because I don't have to. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. I just have to say, John, I fucking told you so. Did you really? They didn't really, meet until this episode. But did there you, was no hint of anything before this. Did you really think that this wasn't going to be a thing? 
Did you truly, because I have to ask, did you truly think that Cheryl and Tony were not going to get together? Truly, truly. Of course not. Because really? I thought Cheryl was bisexual. Wait, wait really? So you truly did? You really? I believe this could happen. You did? Okay. Yeah. Because you I just needed proof time. that there was anything going mm-hmm. on there and the characters hadn't met. And you're like, they both exist. They should be married. Well, to be fair, it's not that I think that every bisexual character on a TV show should be with every other bisexual character on a TV it's show. true. You think straight characters should be with gay <laughs> characters. Remember Scream? Yes, <laughs> of course. 100%. But in this case, and I hate to be like real actors in real life, like, you know, whatever, but like they're best friends in real life. It would have been nice. Like they already like each other. It's cute. Like, you know, friendship. Like it's nice. Like, it would be nice. What if they don't end up dating? What if they're, they're just friends? They're going to date, John. Is that going to be weird to have these two friends? Like, oh, and now you got to make out because your characters are in love. No, I think that's funny. Okay. <laughs> I just think it's cool. Other things going on with Cheryl is that Penelope's really mad because how was her shot of a better life? Okay. They have, like, a fucking huge house. The Coopers, like... <laughs> this whole house is, like, nice. This house is super nice. It's cold. looks cold all the time. It's right. got that creepy red light. <laughs> Over the which I have it's to think, haunted, I but... have to think Penelope actually took the time to be like, now I got a red light because my house is the red light district. Get it, get it, Penelope. You do have to turn on that red it's light. The weirdest plot line is like, what if Cheryl's mom was the town whore? <laughs> Honestly, this is like the part of Riverdale where I'm like, what were who pitched it? Like, who in the room was like, I got one, I got one for Cheryl? It doesn't, I'm just okay. So I try to figure out. Who, like, every family has, like, their thing. Like, Archie's dad is, like, salt of the earth, like, maybe possibly voted for Donald Trump. I'm not saying that he did, but, like, could have. Oh, um, I don't think he votes. <laughs> he doesn't vote. He doesn't vote. I'm kidding. Fred Andrews probably, like, he seems great. But, no. Salt of the earth. Um, You know, like, really, like, hardworking, blue collar. Unions. Unions. I guess. Move on from Fred. Move on from Fred. Um, okay. The lodges are the lodges are evil billionaires. Evil billionaires who you know industry also voted for Trump. <laughs> no, our sponsors are lovely people. Um, and so and, is Donald Trump. Yes. So it's fine. <laughs> like you kind of get that, that, and then you know you have the Coopers who are like. Clearly, we have, like, a dark underbelly of secrets, but we also, you know, are trying really hard to put a good face forward to make up for our dark underbelly secrets. They want to be the American dream. They want to be the American dream. And then we have the Blossoms, who were kind of like the evil billionaires in season one. Yeah. And now, what are they? What are they? What's their thing? Their thing is being, like, gothic prostitutes. Like, I don't... Like... No shame for the yeah. sex worker in the Riverdale community, but like, doesn't seem like a thing that would have happened in season one. Yeah. Like, they were drug dealers, and now, also, like, do you need Penelope to be, like, no offense, like, she's, like, very beautiful and stuff, but, like, does she need to be, like, the town has no other, like, sex worker options? Like, you, like, wouldn't you just. Like, there has to be truck stops. Like, I don't... I'm sorry. Like, is this... Not... I mean, where has the Riverdale been going for sex workers before now? Exactly. There's literally... There are strip clubs. We know this. Penelope is totally cool with being the town prostitute, but not with her... She's excited about it. She loves it. I know. But she's not okay with Cheryl, like, 
having a sleepover where she slept in the same bed as her. They also didn't clarify, like, were they kissing? Were they touching? Like, I literally always slept in the same bed as, like, my sleepover. I, I was going to say my sleepover victims. I want to explore a line Cheryl uses. Or, uh, no, sorry, Penelope uses on Cheryl. She calls her a jealous, spite-filled, starving, emotional anorexic. That's mean. What does that mean? I think that it, it means that she's starving and spiteful and But is she is she starving for emotion? Yeah. Is she emotionally anorexic or is she actually anorexic? I think it means that she's emotionally anorexic. Hmm. Remember at the start of the season when Cheryl took control of her mother? When her mother was like, I got oh. burned. Yeah. And then like She looks the, great. And it's then like... the show was like Nah. Honestly, it looks like Cheryl's mom just got an amazing, like, She's acid peel. Yeah. yeah, like, the burn was, like... It we was should all run through a fire. It was just good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Penelope's fucking the worst. All right, what do you want to talk about next? Chick Cooper or the Lodge Lodge? Chick Cooper because, wow, Heart what Dungeon the? is serving face. <laughs> I, I'm, okay, I, I really wanted the scene where Cheryl and Tony meet by the, by the like, <laughs> snack stand. I wanted the pa- camera to just pan over <laughs> And show that Chick was just serving them <laughs> and just staring. <laughs> he's like, he's so, he's so creepy. Then he like puts down the newspaper and he's like eating cereal, bowl in hand. I know. Who did I? Of his face staring at her. People always do that on TV shows. Do you notice that? That they hold the bowl of cereal like with one hand and they eat it with a spoon. No one does that in real life. People do that with like rice sometimes. Like hold, hold Maybe, the bowl but and like stuff. not through the surface. Like. Why would you do that? I guess that? they don't want to spill anything. Because like, that, that adds more time to the take if they have to clean. I guess. Um, yeah, he's drinking orange juice straight from the bottle. No, okay. Also, I've never seen anyone do that in my life. Have you? You do uh, that, no, don't you? No, no, okay, no, 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 no. Good, good. My mom would. Yeah, my mom would kill me. Oh, yeah. She would break me if I did that. Also, he uses her shower. Which implies how many showers are in this house? There's one. My in sister bathroom. and I always shared the one bathroom shower. Well, I think the issue wasn't that they shared the shower; it was that they it was in her room. Yeah, no, clearly Betty has her own shower. I used to have that in high school. It was amazing. My house didn't have different water pressure for the different showers. We had one that yeah. wouldn't drain right. Yeah, no, I don't think that was a thing. I mean, I was lucky because like my parents built an upstairs suite in like they they knocked down. The two upstairs bedrooms to make like a big bedroom for themselves, Ooh. and then I got the master bedroom that had its own bathroom. Mm-hmm. And when I was in like before we moved into this new house, my parents we quote unquote picked out of a hat to decide if my sister or I would get the master bedroom. But I think it was rigged, and I got it. <laughs> now my sister uses that. Oh my god! I know. I think my favorite thing, by the way, and I need, and I don't usually call my podcaster powers, but I need a gif of this. Is Betty leaving? While Chick is in the background, mm-hmm. waving like a psychopath. <laughs> it was so good. It's like this weirdly wide wave, but only in the wrist. Mm. Also, fun fact, the news article that Betty is reading when she brings it down, and Chick's right there, says, uh, dog lost for over eight years shows up on porch. <laughs> That's the kind of hard-hitting journalism That's- that Riddell Register does, now owned by Lodge Industries. Lodge Industries, purveyors of... We don't know. So just bleep it out at the end. Just who knows? So, Hyromland. Later, Jug heads with with uh, Betty before they're about to leave for their weekend, and Chick just 
appears out of nowhere, like right next to Jughead. His eyes are so big. He doesn't blink. This guy's a good actor. Is he? Yes. Because I'll never, someday Hart Denton will have to be charismatic in something and I won't be able to accept it. Like, no, you were a creep. I mean, like, he is. you're a monster putting on an act. I think that's like the cool thing though. Yes. Hart Denton, send us a video of you being charismatic. Yeah. Please come on the show. I'd love to meet the real guy. Yeah, that'd actually be awesome. Uh, I'd be a little afraid. And then at the end of the episode, Jughead is like, hey, so some people who break into your house are just kind of. Invited in. Yeah, like like, you, like a bad roommate. Um, that's what you got. Yeah. Yeah, he is like a vampire. He's a vampire. He's been invited in. Home stability. Question. This, answer. I guess, could be for rumor mill, but do you think that maybe Hart Denton's character is not the real chick? We should explore that in rumor mill. Yeah. So, let's talk about the... Hey, John's title for this is Hey Kids, Have Sex in My Lodge. Hiram Lodge goes to Archie and Veronica is like, Hey guys, uh, your mom and I was gonna go to the lodge, but we're not gonna. Do you want to go there? It could be a romantic weekend for you two. Thought that was weird, because they're 16. You can invite your two other friends who are a couple out there as well. For an orgy. You should all have sex in my lodge. He does say that explicitly. It's crazy. Yeah, never, ever. This is like, no. Never, ever would happen. Right? Right? I mean, maybe, like, you and Betty should go to the lodge and have a girls weekend with Cheryl. You know, something like that would happen. Bunch of friends, like, have a whole party there. The parents might be on board for, but yeah, I mean, just yeah. the two kids who are couples. Yeah, it's a little weird. So he's like, oh, I'm doing this because I'm having a meeting with the New York families because I'm a crime lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. Our, our new boss, Hiram Lodge, is not a crime lord. All the allegations are, of him are false, and he was exonerated from when he went to prison. It's going to be safer in the lodge, so get up to their lodge, and Andre will be nearby. Andre is great. I just want to put this in everyone's head. Imagine if on, all the Andre stuff happened exactly the same way. But it was still Smithers doing all of those same things. So it would be hilarious. Do you remember when Smithers said to Veronica that, like... Your mom her, is unequivocally a good person, your yeah. dad is less so? Yes. And how... I don't know if that's true anymore. Though I'm hoping that maybe it is true. It's weird that after last episode was like, Hermione's in charge. This episode explores literally none of that. Yeah. But I think... I do still have hope that Hermione is playing the long game to get Hiram in prison, like, forever. We'll see. I know, we'll see. You yeah. know what the title is of the last episode of the season? <laughs> Hiram's in Lodge for... <laughs> Brave New World. Where Hermione is the mayor? Oh, maybe. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Cue the dust. Cue the dueling banjos. Uh, so, Jughead wants to go, because he's going to pump Veronica for information about, like... All this Hiram stuff. Yeah, that'll do well. Yeah, I'm sure that'll really work. Uh, so, Veronica says that she comes up to this cabin every summer, or used to, but, like, she'd never been to Riverdale before. It's not in so, Riverdale. Right. I'm starting to think Riverdale is supposed to be in upstate New York. Yeah. And so that would is make this sense. cabin. That would make sense. That's all. I think I just realized what Riverdale is. Uh, da, 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 like by da, Buffalo, da, da, da. maybe, but maybe not as cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archie sees that Andre's a gun. He like has a worried expression, which is 
Of course, why wouldn't Archie have a gun? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Archie has no right to be concerned about someone else having a gun. Right. Uh, Veronica yeah. deems the location Lodge Lodge, which I take offense to because we said that as early as <laughs> last season we were talking about Hiram Land for the first time. Aww. It's the first exhibit in Hiram Land, Lodge Lodge. They're going to take Lodge. out this whole place and move it over and make it bigger. It's a whole place where you can go there, have a vacation, have sex in Hiram's Lodge. It's <laughs> creepy. So Cheryl calls in because she wasn't invited. Because couples only. She's not really their friend. I know. Why does she think she is? I don't know, but it's kind of nice. You're like, hey, Jughead. Betty and Archie kissed. All right, bye. Well, she says something really funny, too, when Tony's like, the fuck are you doing? And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) I do whatever I want. Exactly. Actually, Cheryl, if they had an actual line of someone going, what are you doing? And Cheryl going, I don't know. I wouldn't (laughs) want that as a gift, and I would use it. For every moment of this show. Yeah, they don't know what Cheryl's doing. But Cheryl's uh, also clearly very emotionally damaged. Cheryl might have actual multiple personality disorder. Yeah, there's people living inside of Cheryl that Cheryl does not know about. Or really, I just want her to see a therapist and like... Just figure it out. Let's find out. Yeah, let's find out. So, Veronica and Archie clear the air and then have sex. Yeah. And Jughead and Buddy listen and have some comments about it I'm like wow is this their solution to everything why can't they have a conversation honestly i thought that was great yeah yeah coming from them they never have conversations about their problems no they always have conversations about their problems no, they don't they break up <laughs> yeah in a conversation it's an argument it's a conversation uh, it's an argumentative conversation though i don't think they have any room to talk but i thought uh, it was and buddy all, betty also clear the air <laughs> And then Veronica makes some gross neon green jalapeno margaritas for everyone. Okay, I hate spicy drinks. I don't, like, I only drink spicy drinks if I'm doing it for, like, health purposes. Oh, I enjoy a good spicy drink. I don't like it. Mm. It sounds gross. I just like spicy in general, though. Did you notice that Betty is, like, Betty kept licking the glass? <laughs> it was, like, really funny. I was like, mm. is this, like, a choice or is this, like, just, like, what Lily Reinhardt felt like doing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Jughead tries to, like, pump Veronica for information. Betty runs interference, and Veronica's like, they're still fighting about the kiss thing. Uh, I have the solution. Everyone, let's go to the hot tub together. I love hot tubs. Just saying. Oh. Yeah. Hot tubs are really nice. They're nice. They are nice. But at the hot tub, Veronica has this crazy solution about how to fix everything. Kiss Jughead. Kiss Jughead. He's, like, into it. (laughs) He's... Very quickly, like, this is a good idea. I thought that he was going to be very not into it. I, his argument, like, weirdly is sound, where it's like, what if some future Jughead brings up Betty and Archie as in some future argument, this way we're on an even playing field? The thing is, so, I don't think anyone's really mad that Jughead and Betty kissed. I think it's more, Yeah, I mean, no one's not, mad that Jughead and Betty kissed. Sorry. That Archie and Betty kiss, like, that's not the problem. The problem is not... Everyone seems to be over it real quick. Yeah. Well, to me, it's like... Except for me. I yeah. want them to pursue that well, show. That's the thing. It's not about the kiss. It's like, you kiss anybody for, like, the two seconds that they kiss, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a big deal. It was more that the feelings. Like, why did they kiss? This season has been weirdly addicted to their status quo. They haven't been willing like, to, like, um, change things up that much. Things yeah. break apart, but they always come back together. I just think it's weird that Archie and Betty, or not Archie and Betty, Archie and Veronica are, like, the status quo so early. Yeah. Well, at you the know? end of last season, no, it's, yeah, you're right. It's weird. It's weird that they're, that they're so 
coupled. Yeah. After the kiss, they go back to their rooms. Betty tells Jughead, uh, actually, you should do this line. Out of the four of us, only you and Archie have a kiss. It's just that, like, she has this way of speaking that, like, things, like, catch almost, like, in her front. Like, I, it's not... But I, I just love how Lily Reinhardt talks. It's like she talks like she's such a specific way. Mm-hmm. Like I want to listen to like an audiobook recorded. She by could Lily draw Reinhardt. words out really long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like jughead. I started yeah. screaming at the screen after this. Like, Complete the cycle. Oh my god. I know, why not? <laughs> Make the boys kiss. I thought they were going to. There listen, was like a <laughs> There was a scene. When Jughead and Archie are in the woods. Exactly. And Jughead's like, I mean, yeah, it's like we're all in love with each other, but I really thought he was about to be like, we should all just get naked together. I thought he was going to be like, we should at least kiss. I thought it was going to be like, we should all have group sex. Like, Yeah, I, I would feel very bad about this that. This whole plot is reminiscent of the kind of thing you write in a spec script when you're like, I don't want to step on any of the ongoing storylines, so I'll just have the characters go away for the weekend and just explore character True. stuff. But then it turns into like, fan fiction where like and then they all sex and then someone on the show was like don't do that and like okay and then they all fight home invaders okay now we're getting <laughs> all right now we're talking so the home invader was pretty hot right cassidy cassidy yeah no okay fine it's fine it's fine you just seem like <laughs> i do like the way they said summer folk summer folk ah you damn summer folk yeah it's very deliverancey so jughead and, and uh, jughead and betty Clear the air. And then they add some sex. With Dark Betty. Dark Betty sex. Yeah, there are loud beds in this this lodge. I thought that was kind of funny, though. So, the next day, we get a nice show of Archie chopping wood. Yeah. Veronica sees him go off to meet Andre in the woods. Veronica? Andre, get out of here! And he's like, no, but okay. Veronica has a lot of good fabrics. She is not dressed... Like, she goes here a lot. No, she's not. Like, I feel like she would have this whole separate outfit set for... Oh, that'd be cool. ...being in the woods. And, like, she'd enjoy it if she comes here all the time. But I'm getting the feeling she doesn't leave the cabin when yeah. she comes here. Uh, why would you leave the cabin? There's a house up there. I just don't feel... I feel like she's not doing cabin life right. You go for a swim in the lake, uh, you skinny dip in the lake. Mm, that could have been something they'd do. vile. Sorry. You never gone so No, you I know, didn't. Did you go to summer camp? I like, did not go to summer camp. I lake? did go on... I, there's a nice vacation that me and my parents used to take sometimes with my whole family to a lake, and that was, like, a cool thing. But it was, like, a nice lake. It's, like, a... You know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. there's a part of it for swimming. Like, it was, like, clean enough. Sure. You know? Like, other lakes, I don't trust other lakes. Okay. It seems like you get Lakes sick. are better than ponds. Why? Well, ponds um, are the ones that don't have any rivers going in and out, oh, okay. so it's all stagnant water. Lakes are moving, so like you don't have a lot of gross stuff on the surface. I guess that's fair. It's my argument. Who would ever swim in a pond? Yeah, Archie and Jughead talk about blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> Oh yeah, it's Archie and Jughead clear the air between them. So all cabs in the woods have to have a scary general store nearby. In this case, Betty and Veronica go to it. And the scariest thing is that they don't have the scones they sell during the summer. Or the jam. I thought it was a jam. It was Maybe scones. scones. Yeah. It was a horror. Uh, Veronica decides to flirt with Cassidy, the guy behind the counter. Into it. Ship and them. And 
Vacity forever. It's like, oh, he won't be back later, nor will his scary friends just watching the girls go <laughs> as they leave. Such a... I mean, it was pretty obvious. But then Benny's like, oh, by the way, I, did, I like, put on the outfit. Do you remember when we, like, almost killed Chuck Clayton? Ha 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 gets a call where Betty has another great line of the night. It's, if that's Cheryl, tell her everyone to kiss everyone and it's over. So funny. So funny. But it is... FP telling Jughead that Hiram bought Sunnyside and forgave all of their late rent. And FP is happy about FP it. is having a party. He fit everyone he possibly could into the trailer. Jughead looks like someone just stepped on a, on a rabbit. He's mad. So FP is happy. Why isn't Jughead happy? Because Jughead has noticed that Hiram is buying up all of the South Side and he's going to be building Hiram Land soon. This it's gonna be great. Happen. Everyone's gonna love Hiram Land. Okay. I do like that Veronica is really good at Monopoly. It makes that sense. Just makes sense. It makes sense. But I think my favorite moment is uh, when Benny has to answer the phone, and everyone's like, "Hey, why haven't we met Chick?" And Jughead's like, "Yeah, you don't want to do that." Yeah, why haven't they met Chick? Because Chico? because they clearly wanted to include Chick into a, a Benny only plotline. Sure. Did any of them really hang out with? Polly? No. Except they threw her in that baby shower. Yeah, that was weird. None Actually, yeah, she lived with Veronica for a little bit. That was weird, too. We never really explored that, though. No. Oh, well. So, Betty comes back in. Hiram bought the Riverdale Register. And he is a great owner, and we love him. Uh, she is very upset. Uh, Betty and Jughead team up on Archie and Veronica. Yeah, honestly, though, like... It's weird how they talk about Hiram Lodge like he's not Veronica's dad. Like, they talk about him like, Hiram Lodge? Like, you mean Veronica's dad? It's weird that Veronica doesn't talk about her dad like she did in the last season. Yeah. I feel like they did his plotline in reverse of what it should have been. Right. Or, like, they should have given Chick the comes in, wants to be good, turns out to be evil, and let... Hiram be just straight up evil the entire time he's been in town. Or maybe he starts out evil but tries to be good. Is challenge sure. <laughs> it's different. But like the fact that he comes and is like, no, I'm not a bad guy, even though all season one was he's a monster. And like right. Veronica's arc in season one was learning that her dad isn't the guy that she thought he was. And then season two has been training her into thinking he is the guy. Well she he, thought he, he was. He is the guy that she all? thought that she was. He was. But even worse, actually, right? I don't... Yeah, it doesn't... It's, it's confusing. Not, yeah. It's a little confusing. I don't like it, man. Uh, <clears throat> but yes, he's taken over the dying print industry, so... Amazing. Oh, one of the things is that, name one good thing Hiram's done. And Archie's like, he paid my dad's medical bills. That and was the Veronica. audience is like, no, he didn't. Uh, wait, so is that why Archie was obsessed with him? Is no, I think Archie's just like he's a real man. That's disturbing. Which levels. would be interesting if they played it for point where like he doesn't think his dad's like. But no, Fred is the best. Do you remember? So you watch this is us. Do I watch the this the episode uh, where teenage Kevin watches his dad like doing the like give me the give me the strength to not partake in the alcohol. Yeah, and Kevin's he's a like, dick he's about like, it. He's like, he's pathetic. He, I don't want to be like this man. You don't want to be like Jack Pearson? <laughs> right. But like, I get that. 
You get that? In that teenage boys think that way. Especially in that time period in the 90s where, like, all the the movie heroes were, like, from the 80s, like, Stallone and Schwarzenegger and, like, muscle, manliness, machismo. You're never, ever weak. You never, ever let yourself show emotion. There's a hilarious, like, a, a parody script that I read of This Is Us where it is hilarious. I'm going to send it to you, but they kept saying, like, Jack. It was like, Jack, get in the core. Like, C-O-R-R. It's like, okay. Kate, get in the core. Like, real, get in the core. Like, because like, he says it like that. And oh, I thought it was yeah. hilarious. And then, then, <laughs> it's like, there is no car, Dad. What are you talking about? It's get in the core. McGill, get in the core. Everybody get in the core. It was very funny. Fun. Core. Get in the core, Kate. But they're not letting Archie have any kind of drama with his dad. No. They're... Fred's the best. Yeah, but he also There's just no doesn't drama have screen time anymore. No drama to be had. Like, Fred's the best. I hope Luke Perry is off filming a Hallmark movie or he something. Might be. Might very well be. Still. Uh, everyone's getting into a very petty and personal argument when... Uh, the home invaders invade the home. Yeah, I was not expecting that, honestly. Really? Not expecting that. As soon as I heard the crash, I'm like, hey, it's Cassidy. Well, I expected, like, it once. Like, I just, the, the beginning of the episode, I was like, I didn't, I didn't think it, that was going to happen. Yeah, true. Like, I was like, okay. Like, we got you now, summer folk. So fucking funny. Veronica hits a silent alarm, and, like, it looks like Cassidy's going to try to kill somebody. Yeah, Which is crazy, because, like, yeah, what is... He just seemed like this nice, flirty guy behind the desk. He's like, I'm a murderer now. Yeah, it was a little intense. Archie has a flashback to the Black Hood, and then the Does phone nothing rings. different. And Ronnie's just like, the guards are coming. And we're like, <laughs> it's just Andre. Calm down. But so hey. Cass decides to steal Veronica's necklace and run. Why so that Archie that? has an excuse to chase him down, because that's my girlfriend's necklace. Jesus. Oh, God. He a- tackles the guy, and then Andre shows him, he's like, I have it from here. And then he shoots him. Archie kill or yeah, Andre kills that teenager. That we we think he kills him anyway, like yeah. execution style. He's gone to the same farm that Smithers lives on. Now. <laughs> I hope that's not true. I hope Smithers is okay. So everyone kind of catches a break at pops. Everyone they, is like a little chill. They about clear this. the air <laughs> and reaffirm their friendship. Uh, Hiram asks Archie if, like, hey, are you bothered by, uh, what Andre did? And Archie's just like, I wish I could have done that to the Black Hood. Okay. Cool, cool. Here's my daughter's necklace. Cool. Uh, never, uh, never hesitate. You gotta protect the ones you love. Why and Archie's is... like, of course I'll always protect you, Hiram. You're like, no, my daughter. Right, right. I love your daughter, not you. I love Hiram. <laughs> Archie's in love with Hiram Lodge. And that's the end of the big main plot of the episode. Yeah, so Archie is obsessed with being Hiram's, like, little bitch. <laughs> like, it's weird to me. He thinks Hiram is, like, the old, like that's the guy I want to be. It makes no sense, right? Right. Yeah. I don't, like, any. I think he only thinks that because Hiram wrestled him to the ground that one time. And that's all that it takes sometimes, yeah. you know? I, I just, I have no, I don't, 
This isn't the sexy lamp I want in the world. I know. I know. It's like the sexy lamp. Hiram got to hold the sexy lamp and he's swirling around. I know. I just want Fred to sit in a nice corner. That's all. Or can light up the world. Yeah, Arch is no longer... His lamp is dimming. He changed out the, um... It's now the red light. Yeah. You know, it's not good. Mm. It's not good. Not a lot... Moved forward for this episode. Well, actually, no. Hiram's stuff moved forward, which is weird because that's all off screen. Instead, we just got a lot of our main characters making sure they all know the same information. Yes. Nothing happened. And we still have a bunch of episodes left in the season, right? How many episodes do we have left? This is, uh, oh God, we have like eight more episodes. Eight more episodes. Not complaining, but eight. 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 Because this is the 14th episode of season two and they got a 22 episode order. Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. That's a lot. It's so many. It's so many. It's like, so no, many. I'm not complaining. You're just saying it's like it's so many. I, I think they, yeah. It's like maybe too many. That's daunting. It might be. It might be too many. Like, I love this show. Yeah, but that's a lot but of episodes. it worked really great on 13 episodes last season. I think that's Although, the thing. Although, I, I want to talk about this, because okay. if this season were 13 episodes, it would have been just the Black Hood. Which I would have loved. Even with the ending we got for it? Or do you no, think the ending would have been, been different? different? It would have had to be different. Do you think they're saving some final Black Hood run for the for the very end of the season? Maybe. That'd be cool. I kind of hope so. I, I, I hope they don't. know that like that wasn't a satisfying reveal and they can probably do better. They by like revealing Sheriff happen. Keller is the guy and making Caitlin's... If Caitlin's right I about know. the Kellers at some point... Well, think yeah. about how cool it would be if like Kevin and Josie move in together... It's nice, and then it's Sheriff Keller, you know? And then maybe Kevin's mom comes back, and that's, like, a thing in season three. Right. That could be cool, Uh, trading a parent to kind of shake things up. I thought Archie's mom was going to be around more than just walking up the stairs in that one season. Never coming down. She's still there. She's still up there. She has the flu. Someone feed her. Oh, my God. Poor Mary Andrews. Yeah, but you know what, though? Like, I also don't... Knee. I've been thinking a lot about teen drama the past couple of weeks and about what parents' role should be in, like, these teen dramas. What do you think it should be? I just... Because if I were I a teen drama at this point, I don't think I'd have parents, parents be a plot at all. I think it's really hard. I don't think anyone... I don't think the target audience of these teenagers want to understand the parents. I think it's like you need to understand the parents only in how they relate to the kids. You know, and, like, certain shows, for example, this was not, like, one of the great world, the great teen dramas of, like, our time, mm-hmm. but I keep thinking about, like, the original, not the original, the, the, the original 90210 as well, but 90210, um, the CW version of it, mm-hmm. how in the first season it was, like, pretty parent-heavy. It was, like, the dad of the, the new, like, brother and sister team was like a big he's the principal and then he had drama with the um the guidance counselor who was like Kelly Taylor from the original and then Chan Doherty's character showed up and it was like the mom of one of the characters had cancer and it was like just like a lot Mm -hmm. and then they kind of like shaved them away like in season two and then eventually by like season three and four there was like no parents left right um and I just think it works better it does make it a little unrealistic obviously because you know, in high school, it's like my parents were actually like a big part of my life. And I think most people, for better or worse, their parents were big parts of their life. Yeah. So, yeah. I think adults were great as villains. 
for teen dramas because yeah. as a teenager you're kind of powerless against them. I True. think that I don't I like th- their day to day drama shouldn't be a focus because as a teenager you don't actually care what your parents are going through for the most part. At least not ex- like you care if they're getting a divorce, right, and stuff like that. But, but it's like, not like I feel sad today. You're like right. okay. I have a test tomorrow, right? Um, like, I, yeah, I I prefer Pretty Little Liars, for <gasps> example. Well, that has a mix. There are adults. Well, I keep thinking about how near the end of the show. They did that one episode where it was all about the moms going on an adventure similar to their kids. What episode was that? I don't know. It was near the end. Wasn't it, like, right before they found out who A was? Oh, well, that wasn't an adventure. Totally an adventure. But it was, like, an episode of the wine moms going yeah, out. Yeah, sort of, yeah. And, like, that's clever. Give the parents an episode every now and then to see how right. the other half lives. But your main characters are your teenagers, and... Riverdale has a lot of interesting ancillary teen characters. Midge, Moose. Moose and Kevin, that was a great scene tonight. I love I like Moose. Moose. I'd like to see more of Moose. I would love to know more about Reggie and his situation. Uh, Josie and the other two pussycats. There's all, and, and there's all these teenagers out there that we don't know very well. Because we're very, inter- because we've spent so much time getting to know Hiram. the sheriff and Hiram. Well, I don't we get to know the sheriff out. I... What do you mean? We saw him shirtless in the basement. That was good. I mean, you're right. What? Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Ignore me, please. Yeah. And, like, I love this show, but I, like, I, I think More they've got a you. really great cast. And I'm worried they're going to lose a lot of these characters because these actors are so good they'll get cast in other shows. That's true. I mean, look at what happened with Val. And Chuck. He's on Black Lightning. He's so cute. And I just want Riverdale to be the best it can be. Yeah, Chuck was really an interesting character. I kind of liked him and Josie. I think they're trying to push Reggie and Josie. I mean, as vaguely. I don't know. Neither of them has been in the show for the past couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that it's not Chuck and Josie. It's going to be Reggie and Josie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So him being on Black Lightning, I think, only solidifies that further. Parallels in Black Lightning. What? Yeah, he got shot. Oh, is he the boyfriend? Yeah. And it was like he was gonna be like a track star or football star or something like that. Yeah. And then he got shot mm-hmm. and it was a problem. Is he yeah. gonna be like a super villain or something now? I don't know, I'm not caught up. Oh yeah. Cool. I should watch that show. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know if you like it. Okay. He was shot. He got the first shot. black lesbian superhero. The first? Yeah. Wow, it's on only TV, been like I a mean, million years, but that's fine. I mean on TV, like in the comics. Okay. So uh, let's give out some, um... Superlatives. Superlatives, yeah. Okay. So, prom king, Kevin Keller. Prom queen, Tony Topaz. Perfect. Done. Done. Amazing. Who's the chaperone? Uh... Andre? No, he killed a man. No one has been great. Kevin Keller, Mayor McCoy. I mean, not Kevin Keller, Sheriff Keller. Mayor McCoy, they did her. She did her best. She did bring up a good point to Josie. You know what? I'll give it. To, it's a difficult position, and I think yeah, I agree with her. All right, who are we throwing under the bus? Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy, 
Cassidy's dead, so... Yeah, he's under the bus already. Uh... Cheryl? She's being no, kind No, of... Cheryl's great. Cheryl's going through stuff. Leave her alone. Penelope. Yeah, Penelope's the worst. Penelope is the worst. Cool. Penelope wins. Right, or loses. So take me to the rumor mill. Okay, so do you think that chick's really chick? Potentially not. That's like my only um, thing I'm thinking of. Usually I'd shut this thing down, but in The Flash season two, they introduced a guy who was like, I'm Jake Eric. And then and at the end of the it. season, it was like, no, I'm the villain. That man in the iron mask is Jay Garrick. Interesting. And I was like, this is stupid. Is the man in like, the iron mask a, like, what? It's it, not Brent. It's he not. had like a guy trapped and then, listen, I can explain to you about the Flash and doppelgangers and stuff, but you won't like it. Yeah, let's just So move let's on. just move. The point is it was a bad twist. It did not work. And that was the beginning of the end for that show. Um, Part so of me thinks this would work better. Like this... I think it's a better, yeah. Well, think about it. Like, here's the thing that I do kind of... If he's not the real chick, then I kind of wish he was more normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was, like, chiller, but then secretly was evil. Because if this is the re- if this is not the real chick, and he is fucking crazy and then, evil, dude, then who cares? Yeah. Then we have a better chick on, on the way. But maybe the real chick is dead. Maybe. What if he assumed this chick's identity? Like, what if he, like, killed but the then, chick? What is he after? He just, does he just wants to own the home? No, he's after a family. Well, he's not doing it right. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's my only real theory. Hmm. That maybe he's not the real chick. Maybe yeah. he took over a chick's identity. I'm having trouble. I I'm having trouble with continuity of like what what's gonna carry over to the next episode at this point. Um, Hiramland is happening, guys. It's happening. It's this real. is real. It's Endgame. That's crazy that we joked about that. And it's, it's happening. happening. It's like they listen to our podcast. I know, it's amazing. Send us a sign. There's still no sign that the Black Hood is out there. Still alive. Cheryl and Tony will probably make out soon. Oh, thank God. Which, remember that time Josie sent a heart to, or Cheryl sent a heart to Josie? No, I don't. Is that yeah. going to go anywhere? I don't know. Uh, I still think Archie and Betty are going to happen. I'm interested to see how it happens, because it's going to be bad when it does, now that they've so. cleared the air so much. <laughs> I expect there'll be more clearing of air. The air is so the clean. It's so clear. Um, <laughs> my theory is that Love, Simon will be a box office smash in I the Riverdale so. universe. I love I'm so excited for Love, Simon. I've heard it's good. I don't have a lot of theories at this point. No, but I'm excited to come up with more. I mean, honestly, Choni, like, I don't... Choni? Choni is fine. Like, that's all I needed. Like, mm-hmm. I can die now. Not know what. I don't want to actually die. I thought Thallus was the one you were really excited about. <laughs> that's true. Confirmed. That is the actual canon. couple name. Ha- hashtag Thallus is canon. Okay. So, I have some comics connections. <laughs> okay. These are, these are fun. Um, I pulled up uh, Josie. Josie McCoy. Uh, she's white in the comics. Yes. Everyone's white. Uh, not Val. Okay, everyone but Val is white, which uh, is a problem, but that's fine. Her last name was originally Jun- uh, Jones. Okay. Then it was James, and then the movie came out and made it McCoy, and the comics like reprinted some of the old ones with her last name as McCoy. Is it Jughead Jones? Yeah. So why would her name Josie Jones? Exactly. Why do you think they changed it to James and right. then McCoy? Uh, she was basically a female Archie. Especially since Archie was in a band and played the guitar also. So she could be a little scatterbrained and goofy, 
But also, she was described as the level-headed center of her band, so I think it was just dependent on the story. And she wants she wants to be a world-famous rock star before graduating high school. Sure. Yeah. Here we go. Great. Uh, <clears throat> Tony Topaz was invented in 2012. That's so soon. Yeah, she's also black in the comics. So. Good for them. Uh, she's a tough girl who sports pink hair and a matching jumpsuit. Okay. She's always in a pink jumpsuit. That's cute. And she can almost eat as much as Jughead and is aiming to beat him in a cupcake eating competition. That sounds so fun. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> uh, Moose was created as a catch-all jock. Catch-all jock. His real name... Yeah, so he plays all the sports. His real name is Marmaduke Mason. Ooh, that's worse. Okay. He's of Russian ancestry, and his ancestor, (laughs) while traveling to Ellis Island on the boat, became friends with Archie's ancestor. Oh, that's cute. I was going to say, why do we need to know this information? And yeah, he had a younger sister named Marsha, who Reggie dated once. Also, if anyone shows interest in Midge, he gets scary and violent at them. Don't love that. Like, you don't date Midge. Midge is mine. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Speaking of Midge, Midge Clump. Terrible name. From the get-go, it was designed to look like a pinup model. Okay, weird. So, genuinely surprising. Uh, she is petite with short black hair. She okay. was created to be Moose's girlfriend, and originally Moose dated a girl named Lottie Little, but she was Oof. replaced by Mitch. And we never saw Lottie again. That's good. Uh, she is annoyed by Mitch's je- Moose's jealousy, but reacts the same way when other girls are interested in Moose. Oh, so they're perfect for each other. Yeah. And in a, in a storyline called uh, Archie Marries Betty, in a possible future, Midge eventually marries Jughead. What? Who owns the chocolate shop, and she's even pregnant with their first child. Weird. Why is that? Twists. Because when you do a time jump, someone's got to be with someone you didn't expect. That's true. And I guess this was before uh, they came out with, like, oh, Marjorie Jughead's, like, asexual. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean he's not romantically asexual. He's romantically asexual or whatever right, it's called. Right, like, Aromantic. She's pregnant with their first child, so. There are ways. So that's all my comic connections. Nothing quite as good as General Pickens, but. That was pretty good, though. So that was pretty interesting. Thank you, John. Oh, my pleasure. So, uh, anything you've been watching recently? Wow. I really love Grownish on Freeform. I think mm-hmm. that's a really good show. I'm just, I look forward to it like every week. Like, it makes me really happy. I will say, I wish it was like longer, which is like not a thing I think anybody ever feels, but. It's a half-hour show, but it really could be, like, an hour dramedy. Like, it could be, like, a crazy ex-girlfriend type thing. Yeah. Because sometimes it's, but like... Blackish is a half-hour. I know, but, like, whatever. Like, it could be. Like, sometimes I feel like, wow, I wish that this had just more life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's a really, really good show. Um, yeah. I also really like corporate on Comedy Central. I mean, it's not usually my kind of thing. It's funny. It sounded like Better Off Ted. I did not watch Better Off Ted. This is just funny. I don't Better know. It's like the best. it's like a little dark, but like it's. If you can find Better Off Ted on Netflix, watch it. I've heard it's, it's good. It's so good, and like there's no DVD available of it. Really? So, yeah. It's weird. Okay. But yeah, what about you, John? Jessica Jones just came back, and I'm yeah. like two episodes into the new season. Um, feels like being home. It's weird that uh, Trish like has a boyfriend this season. And Jessica is just like, yeah, hey, it's cool. Oh, why? Is that not a thing? Well, no, it's just like, she hates everyone. Why is she cool with Trish's boyfriend? I thought Trish had a boyfriend last season. Yeah, he turned into a murderer psychopath. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to plug um, a show on Crackle called The Oath. Yeah. My sister writes for it. 
it's a it's definitely nothing like Riverdale. So keep that in mind. Uh, it's about a cop gang. Apparently, there are so many gangs in the U.S. Some of them are made entirely out of cops. It's really confusing, but I like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this cop gang gets tasked by gets caught by the FBI, and the FBI is like, "You're going to help us create a larger case against all the other gangs in the area." So now you're working for us. So question, why, they're cops, but they're in gangs? Yeah. Okay. So like it opens with a robbery and then they get, and then as, they, as they're leaving, a cop car pulls up and this girl pulls a gun and she's like, get it. And they all get in the car and then change and then get out as the other cop cars arrive and they're like, we're investigating this robbery. Interesting. Yeah. So That's they get to clever. cover their tracks really easily. Really easily. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Enjoy this. It's also filmed in uh, Puerto Rico, which still needs your help. Oh my god, yes, it is. So, keep that in mind. Oh, and it's the reason why everyone's sweating so much in the show. That's hilarious. But yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Hey, Caitlin, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, at RileyTweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. You can find my dog, at Sol the Mystery Pup, on Instagram. What about you, John? You can find me on Twitter, at John Patton. And you can find me on my blog, Catching the Rye. Spelled W R Y. Good pun. Oh my god, I thank you. Say, I you never it. say that. I know, it's a good pun. Cool. I think that's our show. Yeah. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>